you're lying when you say it. Yeah, I'm like, dude, how, I, I know I haven't been on the show for a while, but fucking Jesus, really? Shall I just go? Or do we want to... Uh, now it's all messed up. The shake shake out right out. I'm going to fuck your shit up, dude. There is no post that can fix this. <laughs> this we can fix. We'll fix it, post. The shake will sweeten it up a little bit. The shaky town. Now, see, I'm, you got me sank down. <laughs> the shaky town radio hour is on the air. I am Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. I'm Libby Ward. Uh, I'm Bob Schreiner. You know, I know one post that can fix this. Mike Post. Yes. Hi, Mike. Hello. My ears are ringing. <laughs> Mike Post, uh, also known as Mike Postilakis. Yeah, I think so. Yes, but when I met you, you introduced yourself as Mike Post. You're like, my last name is longer, but just don't worry about it. Mike Post is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My agent just has me go by Post. He's yeah. like, there's no, nobody's going to remember that name. <laughs> Wasn't there, didn't Mike Post write the, like, Hardcastle and McCormick or something? A lot of TV songs. Miami Vice. Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Wise Blues. Guy. Wise Guy, yeah. At least he, right. he got a lot of mileage out of that Casio. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good buy. Well, the funny thing is, it was mostly just all those settings they showed him at the Colton Piano and Organ Supermarket in the store. <laughs> Look, it could do samba. Do, 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 it's do, got do, a do, preset do, for, for gritty cop drama. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I was on the Metro yesterday in North Hollywood, and North Hollywood's the end of the line, so it's as it should for be. about 10 minutes. Yeah, as it should be. And there was this really shitty Casio keyboard like music playing that seemed like a soundtrack for like the weirdness that was happening on the train. And I was like, that's strange. I really don't remember them playing music on the train. And it was only like one step musically above Heart and Soul. And then the doors shut and the music stopped. And then as the train was moving away, there was like actually someone sitting on one of the benches playing a really shitty Casio keyboard. <laughs> like, oh. Have you guys ever come across a good street performer? Hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. You have? Yes. Legitimately? Legitimately. Like you there's bought a, the CD? There's a guy in, he didn't have anything, he didn't have any merch, but there's a guy, <laughs> I don't know if he's so there. Get a table set up. I hope he is, um, but there's a guy in D.C., and he's pretty famous, his name is Blelvis, the Black Elvis, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he does not dress the part of Fat Elvis like many Elvis enthusiasts yeah. would or, or performers, and he's very, he's very, he's all about the hustle. It's a gimmick, right? I, I guess I, maybe I should amend my question, which is not a gimmick. Like, uh, I mean, like a legitimate, like you, like you're at the pier. And you know, when I lived in New Orleans, there's tons of street performers. Right. Someone that you walk by, you hear the song, and you're like, "That's a fucking great song." There. And it, and then you realize it's not a Bob Dylan song, and you're like, "That's still a great song." Yeah, there's a weird, there's a weird bit of. Um, Handicapping that's allowed. Like, if I go see a band, I don't want them to do covers. They can do one. Mm-hmm. But if their whole set is covers, I'm like, why did I pay you? If you're homeless, you can do all covers and you don't need to know the words. So the standard drops considerably. <laughs> so I would have to say, by your standard, mm-hmm. um, by the post standard of um, street performers, no. Mm-hmm. You ever saw a good one? I believe the post standard is what's used by underwriters' laboratory to test street performers. Mm-hmm. Destructive, yeah. destructive street yeah. performer testing. Uh, there's a really excellent acapella gospel quartet that sings in Pike Place Market in Seattle, and they are legitimately excellent. We actually booked them to come mm. uh, sing at our university, and they get bookings all the time just oh, from wow. like performing out there in front of the first Starbucks. Mm. And they probably make more money than me, which is really depressing. But <laughs> um, but they're legitimately good, so go swing by there and give them the 
the post test. Gotcha. When did this turn into the Seattle hour besides the last episode? <laughs> was last hour Seattle episode? Yeah, dude, you just talked about coffee in Seattle for like 400 hours. <laughs> God, so boring. No, that's that? what happens when you're not here. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're so happy to have you back, Gene. Glad to be back. Right. Uh, we, we were going to put aside 25 minutes for Gene to list all his maladies. Just all my, yeah. And here's, it was just, it would just, I would be like biting Seth Morris's Bob Duke if I do that. Yeah. I totally yeah. would. Yeah. Um, I, I've never saw, I've never seen a, or heard a good street performer, but I have heard transcendently bad street performers. Mm-hmm. So I guess by any sort of, you know, hipster irony sort of measure they would be the most awesome street performers in the world um I, I, did i ever tell that story i can't remember if i told it on on the show uh, uh when i was in new mexico um there was a guy um playing a guitar with a recorder tied around his neck a flute tied around his neck with a piece of yellow like acrylic yarn like day glow yellow acrylic yarn and he was playing sweet caroline by neil diamond and when he got to the doot doot do part, he would hang his guitar slowly and awkwardly pick up the recorder and go boop, 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 and then pick up the guitar and start again. But he was doing it right next to the ATM like someone was going to hand him a 20 or something. Like, yeah, good luck, dude. But that was transcendently bad. I would watch that again. I would go out of my way to see that again. Yeah, I, I'm asking because I, I was at the pier yesterday and I saw, I videotaped him a little bit. I, there was a guy... Uh, who had a monkey on a string <laughs> and he had a little boom box that was just playing like the dentist favorite album or like radio station <laughs> and it, the song I heard was It's Rainy Men and he was just swinging the monkey back and forth like there was no like not a live monkey right a stuffed yeah, monkey no, uh, okay. a stuffed monkey but no attempt to make him dance to the to the music it was just literally swinging and I was watching him and I was like how do you when you go home at night how do you know if it's a good or bad day? Like, if that's all the effort you're putting into it, like, oh, I got $5. That's better than $3 yesterday. <laughs> Maybe $6. You know what I mean? Like, where is your standard of, like, well, I, I got to that guy. Here. It's all about the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> Helping him out. Dangling a plush monkey during the day is probably a better day than dangling no monkey. Or and, dangling uh, your screenplay. That wasn't. <laughs> if your radio station is recommended by at least four out of five dentists, then you should be um, at least safe for gum health. <laughs> well, I don't think he's been to the dentist in a while. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, maybe he will now that he's listening to their radio station. <laughs> Bob, tell us how you know Mike and how Mike came into our lives. When you when did you first accept Mike Post into your heart? Um, As your most personal, I, I would messiah. say the first sense was sight. Um, <laughs> Thank God. Is it, yeah, so you know, sometimes it's not. Um, Mike had done a show for Swearing at Motorists in his home, which was uh, a tour of said uh, performances. Um, and uh, Dave Doman, who pretty much is and was solely Swearing at Motorists that night, uh, had asked me to open. So we met at the was that wine bar in Echo Park, uh, Prada. No, yeah, yeah, it was a problem. That long hallway. Mm-hmm. We met there. Very cool. And I thought, this is a pretty good show. But I'm going to call him Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good show. That's where yeah. I, I met you. Yeah, yeah. Well. It yeah. was like three years ago in a couple of weeks. I think so, I think yeah. time really flies. Brody usually has stuff on his calendar. Let's look that up. <laughs> um, Mike, where did you come from originally? I'm from Columbus, Ohio. 
and uh, lived in New Orleans for about five years, and then came out here. Columbus has a very good music scene, from what I remember. Terrific one, yeah. Um, the I, I remember mainly bands from Phoenix going there and talking about how great it was. I can't say that I my knowledge is failing me as far as who specifically is there, but what we used to have. Um, I mean, throughout the years, it's been really good. And I was in a few bands uh, when I lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, Last, but uh, I mean, we had like Gaunt, which is a really yeah, great punk Gaunt. band. Yeah, uh, that's no longer their their singer was uh, tragically killed in a bike accident. He was hit by a car. Uh, we also had the New Bomb Turks, which is a good band. Yeah, and a great band uh, called Eighty Four Nash. It's also kind of from Dayton, so there's all that kind of bleeding in from Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> A lot of uh, Dayton. No, no, <laughs> no, I just. Uh, <laughs> I'm just assuming a rivalry. Oh uh, no, we love it because we like we steal their great bands like uh-huh. Nash. But uh, those bands are all kind of influenced by Guided by Voices and the Breeders and Brainiac and great great bands from that yeah. era. Yeah. Now, did you already before you get to um, Los Angeles, which I want to talk about how you got here? Um, I mean, what brought you here? Not mode of transportation, though. We can talk about that <laughs> as well. Uh, were you already doing comedy at that point? No, not really. I was make, I went to film school and I was making films and stuff like that. But then I kind of, when I left New Orleans and went back to Ohio for two years, uh, I kind of gave that up as well. And I was just in bands. And uh, I had some friends move to LA uh, in November of whatever, six years ago from, I can't do math. So 90, oh my God, what's that? 2007? <laughs> 2007? Yeah, 2007. Jesus. And, uh, you know, they kind of said, like, you should move out sometime. And I was, I gave, you know, the proverbial, like, yeah, I can do that. And uh, uh, they had brought their dog. And the person that they were staying with said, like, yeah, you can have dogs at this apartment building. And they literally were uh, unpacking their stuff. And the dog was there. And the landlord walked by and was like, hey, whose dog is this? And they were like, ours. And the landlord was like, you can't have dogs here. And they were like, oh, great. So he gave them a month. To find a new spot, and then they found a new spot, but it was a two-bedroom, and so they uh, asked me to come out, and I just, I did. I left my lucrative job at $4 an hour, plus commission, selling cameras, and shitty weather. I don't know why I ever give that up. Yeah. <laughs> freezing my ass off right now. It's, it's, it's the, you know, if you're further north and it's like frigid, frigid cold all the time, it's fine. But it's that slush belt, because I live in Detroit, which is mm. part of the slush belt. It's just like nasty. It is, it's, I can live with like minus 40 degrees, but like living in Oklahoma or living in, in Detroit, it's just the worst. Like it's magical for like 45 minutes and then it's hell the rest of the winter. All the dirty snow. Is well, I always say snow is the most uh, deceptive. Like, yeah, it's pretty in photographs. But right. They never should. There's never been a photograph of somebody scraping the ice off of their windshield. The crusty yeah. ice. Yeah. Or it's stepping just, through, or stepping through like black crusted snow into yeah. the grody puddle that's underneath it. Right. Yeah. Totally. We were agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when did you get involved with uh, your current? I mean, were, were these guys that uh, that you're in the dickheads with? Were, mm-hmm. were these the guys that you moved out here to? No, I didn't know them um, before. I, I started at an improv theater in Westwood that's no longer. It's called. Uh, it was called Ultimate Improv, and those guys had been there for years. And I met them. I thought they were funny guys, and we had started a 
internet talk show um, as our first project, and we had a talk show host, and then we took a hiatus from the talk show and started doing sketches, realized we liked doing sketches a lot more, uh, not writing for one person, and then uh, we eventually phased the talk show guy yeah. out and uh, started just you know performing and, and writing uh, all a bunch of new material every week it seemed like and then we filmed it and we had you know some success and, but we're kind of on hiatus at the moment kind of figuring out what we want to do yeah um, those uh, trying to remember the names of it right now Kevin Man Warren yeah and that, that name I know because somewhat after meeting you and seeing like the dickhead specifically seeing the the video uh the baby back video. Oh yeah, yeah, baby back. Yeah, videos. and I was like, and then I was watching United States of Terra, and I was like, that yeah, yeah, luggage probably. guy looks familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the baby back, baby back guy. <laughs> um, and uh, and then who else has all been in? Who you make the videos with? Uh, a gentleman named Justin Abarca, and then uh, in that baby back was the the middle guy was the talk show host. His name was Scott Cushman. He was a funny guy. This guy. And uh, yeah, so it's pretty much the three of us: Kevin, Justin, and I now. And then you also have your own podcast. I do, which I've enjoyed. Uh, hug, okay. Hugs and disses. Yeah. Um, we recorded uh, this morning. This is my second podcast of the day. Wow. I'm essentially, Steve Ag today. Just going from <laughs> podcast to podcast. Are you going to do another one after this? <laughs> yeah, I'll do anything. I'll and just invite me over. I'll just start talking. <laughs> But yeah, and Brian Straka, my co-host, he's he's a little jealous. He didn't he didn't know until this morning. I was like, yeah, I gotta go do my my buddy's show, and he just looked at me and he's like, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> so he thinks I'm cheating on him. Well, and let, you are. Yeah. Let, let's let's tell him and the audience why this is for a very good cause. Mm-hmm. Bob, why don't you tell us about this Thursday night? Well. That's a great idea, Brody. But first, let me just say that I've been wanting—I've wanted to have Mike on the shows since we've, since we've, since we've been, since yeah. I've been involved. Um, a preface, if I may. <laughs> uh, but uh, this Thursday at a Co-op Twenty Eight Handmade on Vermont, uh, we're having a night of storytelling that Mike will be a part of, as well as you, Brody Hubbard. I'll be there. And me, Bob Schreiner. And B.B. McPherson, who's also been on the show. Uh, and Lizzie Pilcher, who's Lizzie been on the Pilcher. show. Will, be the boy. Yes. I, I call him Will, be the boy, because I'm afraid of butchering his last name all the time. Stegeman. Stegeman. Stegosaurus, yes. <laughs> um, marathon, marathon finisher. Yeah, yeah, congratulations, Will. Yeah, dude. Um, Ron Babcock, who is a Television friend of ours. Yep, old friend of ours will be uh, telling stories as well. Sean Lambert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know Sean. Sean and I have a mutual friend, it turns out. But, uh, who's that? Uh, somebody I work with. Oh, um, not to be named. Not to be named. I understand. We can't talk about my work. It's not Nyarlathotep, is it? <laughs> um, and or Haster, who, the unspeakable. Who who who, who else is uh, speaking? Well, storytelling. Oh, uh, Melinda Hill. That's right. Melinda Hill will be there. I recognize her name. Uh, Dylan Brody. Who else am I missing? I think we've covered everyone on that. I had to talk to you about that because I didn't agree to uh, appear on a show with another Brody. It can be confusing. Yeah. Someone's got to change his last name. It doesn't matter because it's pronounced the same. So for the show, I think he needs to be Dylan X. Can we arrange that? Uh, That's really... 
at this point, I mean, it's already been built. The flyers have already been printed out. Yeah. <laughs> Could we talk to his parents um, and maybe convince them to retroactively change his, you know, birth certificate? Well, I think what's going to happen if we talk to his parents is going to re- refer to the common case of um, I've been here first versus newcomer. Yeah. Which they may defer to you for some sort of pseudonym. All right. If you're prepared for that. All right. How about you? And, and this is, I'm just spitballing here, so yeah. bear with me, but how about the Brody? That might work, actually. B Dog. Because then you're, you know, you're the definite article. Yes. I think the Brody would be even more. Right. Yeah, well, it depends. Yeah. You know, capital T, capital H, capital E, underlined, italicized, bold. Yeah, you could. Like if you want to press those buttons. By a thumb war. I think that would add a, an element of. We don't know if Dylan has thumbs though. I'm pretty sure he that might not I've be. I've seen him at a podium. That would be pretty sad. They are opposable. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why I said this was a good cause is because it's benefiting Santa Deor. Yes. Um, Santa Dior is near and dear to my heart because uh, Henrietta, Henny the dog, who I don't think she's been on the show because she tries to bite anybody who's near uh, her, who comes into my house. Uh, she's hard to mic check. Yeah. Um, and, but she's a very sweet, lovable dog. She's very protective, obviously. Um, and then we just adopted Bronco, who's a, a deer head chihuahua. Uh, very tiny right now, 10 weeks old. And, will um, eventually grow to the size of a small donkey. Yes. yes. Wouldn't that be awesome? A chihuahua the size of a small donkey. <laughs> free, you mean a small friggin- donkey or a small ceramic donkey that's in front of someone's trailer? Um, a small ceramic donkey that has a, a cutout in the back to put a cactus in it. Yes. <laughs> um, and they have lots of lovely cats. Uh, they adopt bunnies. If you like cats. Yeah. <laughs> um, Although I really like your cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Ike. Ike, yeah. Ike the cat. I'm not a cat person because they seem so uh, put on, you know, the aloof. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And I'm a very needy person. So yeah. when your cat like came up and was playing and stuff, I was like, this is what I like. Like, what I like out of my cats. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think if you just get it young, it'll just sort of adapt to mm-hmm. your personality. Yeah. I, I always took my cats as kittens, as rescue kittens on walks and like in the car. And they're super duper needy cats. Like they're... Oh, whenever I see people take cats on walks, I get freaked out. <laughs> yeah. I really do. Like on the leash and stuff. Yeah. Oh, there's something about it. I always wanted to it's like do a topsy-turvy like world. A, like yeah. a shoulder-mounted series of platforms, like a biplane-ish, mm-hmm. but that are just lined with cats just lounging. <laughs> so when I go walking around, there's maybe as many as 14 cats just on these beams, just sort of enjoying the walk, too, but without having to work. Roughly 12 to 14 pounds a piece, so that's uh, yeah, you, that's you'd want to work up to it. Weight. I mean, the yeah. 14 is kind of ideal with well, some sort of struts with wheels, maybe to support the weight <laughs> yeah. of the cats. Yeah. You'd be like the human no windowsill, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. If you go to Santa Dior, you'll see they have the cats all over the place, they're very lovely and nice. They're not too aloof, some of them are, mm-hmm. and some of them are just downright mean, but <clears throat> they all shit in boxes. <laughs> it's, it's the final, at the final, there are a lot count. of people in the world who do all of those things. So, yeah, exactly. I really shit in boxes? I, yeah, shit in boxes. I don't like those people either. <laughs> uh, I like a good aloof cat every now furniture. and again. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I'm like, that cat doesn't even need me. <laughs> I really think every person, every good. animal needs to be judged on its individual. True, right, very right, true. And as far as rescues go, just their process of adopting and um, like just making sure that the animal and the, the guardian are well-matched and that the animal will be in a safe environment. They're just really top-notch as far as animal organizations go, so... Um, so this will start at 
on Thursday. Six. Oh, sorry, sorry. Six is one of those sort of the party starts. You'll have yes. a DJ and refreshments and such, but storytelling proper will probably happen, you know, 7, 7.30. Right, right. Upwards of That's 10. That's good to know. And for thinking 8 o'clock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would have slayed Maybe you're going on. Like. Maybe you're going on at 8 o'clock. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know the address, it's 1728 Vermont Avenue. North Los Vermont. Angeles, don't California. go south Vermont. Doesn't go north. south. I'm just saying it was north. Yeah. I pulled it up just in case. You're welcome. So, and, and if you're on Facebook, go RSVP on the Facebook um, link, which you can find at shakytownradio.com. Let us know you'll be there and and meet us in person. Will See it, how beautiful our faces are, as beautiful as our voices. Will there be like some sort of like uh, table crackers? Oh yeah, delicious table crackers. There will be an assortment of crackers, very spreadable and pliable cheeses. And I plan on reading from swimming to Cambodia. Right. It didn't have to be our story, right? <laughs> no, I'm reading. I'm reading from the Raven, <laughs> but not congruent words. Nice. I'm just taking <laughs> 700 at random. What you should do is you should read. You should read from someone else's work and then tell the story. Like write, like like read a couple paragraphs and then tell the story about how you came to a storytelling show and then read from someone else's work and then did a story about that. Or you could just read meta. read something. So Read something beforehand, like just quickly, just get right through it, right? it, and then see how well you remember it, yeah, and tell it again, like tell the raven, which yeah. I don't think I've actually read, and just be like, ah, bird, this bird once showed, showed up and just wouldn't go away and felt guilty. Red, I didn't. Was what the what the hell's the raven about? It's I from what I remember from the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, it's about <laughs> a raven. Uh, bothering Bart Simpson, and no, no, it was Homer because the Raven was Bart. Oh, you're Quote right. The Raven eat my shorts. It, right. It was about a, a rambunctious, bratty young Raven uh, chasing a bald, fat man, and yeah, that's what the Raven. <laughs> which is why, which Conscious is why, sports in there so that does that does not seem like a classic. No, no, I think it speaks. I think that's why no, it's no, spoken no, it, to generations. This was the Simpsons was like really, really good. It was definitely no, no. Classic. I know that episode. I just mean like how <laughs> like... that's one. No, I, I think that's why it speaks to everyone. Very true. Gene, can we get a brief Raven synopsis? Oh uh, yeah, I think "Quoth Raven Eat My Shorts" is probably. There you, go. I, you know, it's Poe. It's. Yeah. I saw Poe open up for Depeche Mode once at America West Arena. Doing pretty good for someone who died in the gutter. Yeah, it, in, in, in eighteen. Her, her, she might not really be named Poe. She might have named herself Poe, and it might be referring to the Raven guy. I don't know. Or is it P O with an apostrophe, like she's a sandwich? Either a sandwich or a, or a little broke and uh, can't afford the second vowel. I don't know, Mike. You you spent time in New Orleans. Is mm-hmm. is, is Poe the singer a, a New Orleans uh, staple, or are, are we probably talking about uh, P O E? The uh, she must have played a Lilith Fair, right? At some Why point. The fuck, are you looking at me and asking <laughs> <laughs> who was going? You're our resident Lilith Fair, resident Lilith Fair expert, Bob Schreiner. Yeah, must have. I mean, fuck. I'm gonna look this up right now. I'm gonna look up the Raven, cause there ain't nothing going on on Twitter or Facebook. That's what I'm saying. I think they should redo, reboot the Lilla Fair. They yeah. might have tried a couple times. They've done yeah. it with what, like Lollapalooza and, yeah. and every other festival. Did you guys go to the Horde Festival? Do you remember the Horde? Oh, I vaguely. 
Who played them? I remember. I saw Blues Traveler. Wow. This is a very different thing than the Hoarder Festival. I yeah. Think. I don't know. The dude from Blues Traveler kind of looks like he might be a hoarder. Does he have a lot of stuff? I think he might have a, travel a closet a of, of sandwiches. Things. Yeah, closet of sandwiches. <laughs> Just yeah. harmonica, attic harmonica full, frames. Full of vests <laughs> that hold harmonicas. <laughs> right, right. Poe's real name is Anne Decatur Danielewski. Danielewski. Now I can see why. Because she's a Pollock. Oh, I just figured it out. Boom. Um, She she played festivals up to 1999. Doesn't specify if one of them was Lilith there. But we can all assume 100%. And how does she spell it? P-O-E. That's disappointing. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. So her, her early a continuation on the notion of have you ever seen a homeless uh, uh, a street performer that's good? Have you ever been to a music festival that's good? <laughs> no, I hate music festivals. Hate them. I hate large groups of people. I hate like let's all enjoy this thing together. Right. Yeah. There was a Columbus Fest, wasn't there? There's a, yeah, it's called Comfest. I've okay. never been. I yeah. refuse to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every so often, just because you know, like. The volume of people, like I'll know somebody. And I always talk myself out of the festival. Yeah, I'm not going to that. I, if I can't take a pistol, then fuck it. <laughs> um, and then someone, will, you know, will get a call from someone like, "Hey, we're in town." Blah 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 blah. blah. Hey, come on down. Want some tickets for you? Oh, it probably wouldn't be so bad. I, I mean, without a pistol. So then I'll go, and it's just it's it's the strange thing is that you know, like you you want to think that like the little like island of aesthetics that you live on isn't so. Um, self-appointedly um, <coughs> barren, yeah, and and not populous. But then you know when you go, the festival is weird because you'll see bands that you know you see like oh, I kind of like that band, and then you see six thousand other people liking that band, and it's not like they're going to go home and buy anything. It's not like they really get it, but it's like they're there in the sun, and that's the thing to look at. So <coughs> it's, it's responded mm. to, but it really just makes you want to step much much farther away yeah I what two years ago had to go I went to a, that FYF fest uh huh that was not good that's a punch in the dick yeah it, every band sounded terrible and a dusty one at that yeah and the parking was yeah, ter- just, yeah everything was how did you feel of walking on wood chips for an entire day yeah <laughs> was it a rent fair will somebody like, finish this deck already Either make this a barbecue restaurant <laughs> or tell Moby to fucking go home. <laughs> and where was that? What park? Was it, it was in Echo Park, right? Yeah, like Echo Park downtown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. More like FN Fest. Huh? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck no. The wood chips are weird, dude. That that whole thing. Is it a Ren Fair? Did they have turkey legs there? Smoked turkey legs as well? Because I would be all right with the wood chips if you got smoked turkey legs. Or I, if I were a hamster. I would be thrilled. Well, were they cedar chips? Nah. No? Didn't yeah. smell that good. The one thing I do remember was the way the stages were situated. That, like, this mass of people would move to the left to go see, like, the descendants. Yeah. And then they were done, and everyone would just turn around and move <laughs> this way, and it was terrifying. <laughs> like, I felt like I was going to get trampled at any point. And, like, rushing to go see explosions in the sky. Yeah. Which, uh... Yeah, it's the they of a singer. <laughs> okay. uh, see, I thought that was a fancy way of saying fireworks, which probably no, is. no. I wish. Do you, get, <laughs> you guys know explosions? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess they're pretty good. I, I my, whenever I see them play, I like to sing my own lyrics. 
Which are mostly about the Challenger. (laughs) (laughs) Not the Dodge Challenger, of course. (laughs) One that didn't make it home from the party. Yeah. Well, I I just think that anything that has, like, the Venn diagram between concentration camps slash refugee camps and, and, you know, outdoor festivals, the Venn diagram overlap is pretty significant. It's like... Horrible outdoor toilets, people being crammed into tents in the you know brutal heat of the desert sun. It's like, yeah, are we like on the fringes of, of like uh, you know Janja weed militia territory? Yeah. What's going on here? See, I haven't been to outdoor festivals, but I've been to two indoor hardcore festivals. One was a Galita Fest. Um, it was like the ebullition heart attack. I don't know if you ever were into that kind of music. And then the other one was. Uh, at, at Gilman in, in Berkeley, it was uh, Fiesta Grande. But yeah, in any situation, in either situation, there were times when all those people packed in together and, you know, there's like punk and crust bands playing. Doesn't smell the best. Oh, <laughs> you know, um, I was at the time hanging out with uh, my former friends, Bob, your friends in Suicide Nation. Um, and I believe one of them set off a smoke bomb. And no one ven- noticed. In the venue. <laughs> well, no yeah. one noticed. Right, right, right. The, the stink bomb and the stink bombs I threw, yeah, didn't, didn't, wasn't that much worse than... Right. Um, As you said, did anyone notice? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think construction sites fit somewhere in that Venn diagram as well with the, uh, you know, standing around in the hot sun, stinky people and porta-potties. Right, right. I just like that, especially with outdoor festivals, there's still that person that thinks sun, ecstasy, and liquor make the best combination. Right. Well, that person that's always carried out like, Jesus. So <laughs> worse, and I've and I've been to a lot of these things um, for for almost no, if, if if not any money. But the last, maybe or maybe the second last that I went to was when Get Up My Voices played the FYF. And, yeah, that's when um, I went to. And it was afterwards. I was with uh, John Schmerzel and I were just standing there, and there was a couple that was just. So incredibly wasted, and the, and the guy was like the less of the two about to pass out, and the girl could barely even stagger without help. And she just sort of fell into the guy and kind of like put her arms around him, and then just kind of sort of continued gradually sliding. And she got about, you know, like head to sternum, where she could tell she just passed out. And her dress also came up around her, you know, as the slide went, so you could see underwear and all stories below and you could identify the immediate moments she lost consciousness because she suddenly started pissing yeah it was like wow for the love for love and music <laughs> this man is gonna walk a mile to his car smelling like pissed out four loco <laughs> and she's gonna go to the hospital mm. and all the while they missed MGMT <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's a uh, the rider at the show. You have to pass out you know, enough ecstasy to keep the paramedics that you have to hire busy during the show. Otherwise, there's some union thing they have to fulfill. Otherwise, that's when I think the cops actually go in and start start beating people up. Is if you don't get those the minimum, the cops have to go in and like create some casualties for the paramedics to to haul away. Well, yeah, there's limited capacity at these venues, and they, you know, they oversell. So right, it's people, calling the herd. Yeah, exactly. People have to get get out of there one way or another. I, I, I honestly, I think the last music festival thing I ever went to was was uh, uh, 
like Bob Marley days in Long Beach like 15 years ago or something like that. My buddy Aaron and I used to go to that. And it was kind of like, if you like the smell of weed, which I don't particularly, it's a shitty show. <laughs> you don't like it? You know, it's it's a shitty ass show. But uh, the food was good. I just feel bad for the people that put up those those crappy fences. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, those yeah. orange, like, what are yes. those? Exactly. Because you know that's coming down. Yeah. Like, all that work, and you just like, oh, that'll be torn down by 8 p.m. I don't know. What, what, what? Some kid is going to bring his toenail clippers and turn like yeah, yeah. 30 yards of that into fake acid. Yeah. <laughs> and good for him. Yeah. That just proves, you know, industries will emerge in trying places. You gotta find that vacuum. Same with the wood chips. Yeah. You know, someone's gonna like. Or do they just leave those there? I guess we could. They biodegrade. I guess. You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at, at shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shakytown Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number. Hi, this is Will Stegman. I apologize for everything. And you're listening to the Shaky Town Radio Hour. So, Mike, I, I'm always unsure whether or not to ask people about work because people don't... I, I think job stories and, and people, what they do for a living is interesting. I don't talk about my work because I actually have to sign things that say I can't talk about it outside of work. Yeah. Um, but you are under no such restrictions. No, I don't think so. So, tell so us, who cares? <laughs> tell us about what has been uh, helping you keep uh, afloat and, and a living in this very unaffordable city. Yeah, I cater for... Uh, uh, maybe that's the part we'll, we'll keep. Okay. But, but think of a uh, annoying... Famous chef. Okay. I cater for his company. Now which All one, dude? Them. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's the say. whole. That's the whole. Keep it. Was well, he? Is he? Is he, is, he is he fat or thin? Uh, he's in fine shape. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah, I cater for that company, and we do a lot of uh, big, big parties and a lot of uh, been in some interesting celebrity homes. I was saying the, uh, on our last podcast, I was in Diane Keaton's house, which is a really nice house. Awesome. And it's like way up in the hills and it's all wooden. It just looks like a cabin that somebody just like found like, oh, nobody's really built this backyard up and just like stuck a house there. Yeah. Very odd. <clears throat> I, um, I'm trying to think of what else. Was, we were at George Clooney's house for President Obama, the fundraiser, which was interesting. Uh, we kind of just wanted to hide in the closet and stay. When everyone leaves, because I, I was like, I bet the real party's after <laughs> when the catering's yeah. gone, you know? Just Barry and George, you know, doing lines of coke off of Heather Locklear. Uh, I would assume you would tell us if you got the opportunity to meet the president whilst you were there. Yeah, I did not get to meet him. I did meet Al Gore recently um, at a uh, kind of environmental fundraiser, which, uh, which was at this like, what their names are, but they're they're super super rich. It was way up in Beverly Hills, and it was this giant like biggest house I've ever seen. And uh, there are some, you know, the catering industry is weird because there's some like lifers, as I call them, these, yeah. these old timers that have just been there forever, and they're very bitter and angry, and they hate everything. And uh, a lot of them are very conservative, and you know they were 
you know, not thrilled about Al Gore being there. And they were saying like how Al Gore is making all this money off the environment and and like how just greedy it is and the environment's fake. And I just I took the <laughs> counter argument of like, well, actually it tells me if he's making finally making money off because uh, what did he sell? He sold his his uh, company to somebody. Oh, right? current TV. Yeah, did he sell that. Yeah, he sold yeah. It to to Al Jazeera. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and, and it had something else. It, so, as they were saying, like he's making money off the inter- uh, the environment. Did they I, actually say, "quote the environment"? Yeah, yeah, the environment. Yeah, the environment. and leaves. All made up. <laughs> okay. And I said, "Well, if that's true, what that really tells me is that uh, we're fucked." And he's just like, "Well, I might as well just get rich now." The cashing in. Nobody listened, so <laughs> cashing in. Yeah, just buy a new car. Uh, and I met. Yeah, I've actually met some heroes of mine. Uh, uh, I mean, when I say meet, by the way, it's. it's more quotations. More uh, meatballs, I, sir. Yeah, yeah. I had a shrimp yeah. to a <laughs> right. hero of mine. But I, uh, I, I was lucky enough to be the only person assigned to the green room for Brian Wilson. Wow. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a huge Beach Boys fan. And that was really interesting because, you know, you hear all the stories about the guy. Yeah. And then when you are actually in a room alone with him, you realize all those stories are true plus one. <laughs> Because, like, I was just kind of sitting there or standing there watching him sitting in a chair. And his eyelids, or, like, his eyes were just like, well, there's going to be driving this bus. <laughs> there's a lot of people walking around and, uh, you know, just kind of that weird, like, I'm going to tell you what you want. You know, like, you, you want some water, right? Here's oh. some water. And Brian Wilson would just kind of shake his head, yeah, and... Uh, but the, the best part of that was at some point, um, I was standing there by the little buffet just for him, and he looked at me and he was like, hey buddy. And I was like, yeah? He's like, can I have some of those cookies? And I was like, fuck yeah, you can, Brian Wilson. <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. Awesome, I was dude. like, if I'm ever going to get fired from this job, yeah, I'm going to be talking to Brian Wilson. Bravo. It's a great story to tell in an interview for another caterer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, he, yeah, he ate two peanut butter chocolate chip cookies, and that was my interaction with a musical genius. Yeah, all <laughs> yeah. stars are freaking wild, right? What? Yeah, chocolate peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, it's like the heydays of Rainbow Room. I, I used to work in the Sherman Oaks area, and the place where I like the vegan place I'd grab lunch, he was always there. It was weird. They were like he was just, and I was told by the staff or somebody that like. Yeah, that's just, he just comes in, gets a smoothie, shoots the <laughs> shit for a while, takes off. Actually, it was a raw vegan place. Not just vegan, but raw vegan. I, 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 I thought you were going to say, we can't, you, they, they just told you, we can't get rid of him. <laughs> Seriously. Like, he filled out a job back there. He filled out an orchestra. <laughs> Go, hey, Brian, we're going to close up, man. Um, can I get you another smoothie? Hit you again? <laughs> I mean, we... we Amended the no shirts, no shoes policy for like no bathrobes. He still shows up. In your um, in your in, in in this job, have you have you had experiences where you've been shocked by people that you expected to be complete bastards being fairly? No, actually, most celebrities are really nice. I think because in this day and age, they they have to be. Yeah. Any sort of diva activity activity immediately is thr- you know passed around the world. Yeah. 
No, the real awful people are just awful people. Like the vast majority of, uh, <laughs> like if you go to a, a movie premiere, which we do a lot of, the the stars of the movies are really great. They're always like, please and thank you. Like, yeah. what's <laughs> offered David Arquette something like a hors d'oeuvre? And he said, no, thank you. Hey, what's your name? <laughs> I was like, Mike. He's like, hey, Mike, nice to meet you. I'm David. And I was like, all right, that happened. <laughs> that was good. Uh, but, you know, it's it's always the hangers on and the people like right. who are at this premiere at the end of the night that sure. are just the shit bags. Right. Just the worst. Yeah, I did. Um, Fighting we, over like the, you know, gift bags. We, gift we, bags. Yeah, we had talked about this, uh, well, not this story specifically, but, but the unit that I did, uh, I went along for Fox on this press tour with. Uh, yeah, yeah. With this movie that fixed some of the guys from the whitest kids you know wrote, and uh, I remember when we were in New York, there was a guy like this NBC guy who was just caricature cut out, and he was just fucking horrible. But everywhere you know, everywhere along this tour, like these guys were going, you know, like as long as anyone who wanted to hang out and talk to them was there, they would stick around, you know. Mm. You know, like in a Philadelphia show they had that was sold out, they went and hung out with all the people outside that were turned away, that couldn't get in. Mm. You know, it was like really cool. And then it's just like so fitting, like, you know, the end of the tour, we get to New York and here's just this horrible little elfin fucking network guy who's, you know, probably like 24, who's just so austere and cold with people and like, you know, fans even. You know, like some girl who had apparently, you know, known those guys from, you know, from schools, you know, came up to like congratulate them and just like, we have to go <laughs> to her. And I was like, fuck you. He's a hard charger though. Assholes. But yeah, it is. It's like the, the most, like the most, you know, horrible heart of coal people are, you know, rarely the people you know of. Peter Marshall was an asshole. From the Hollywood Squares. Really? No, not really. Um, I worked at the uh, Pacific Theaters at Topanga and uh, uh, whatever, Winnetka or whatever the hell street that is, over by Topanga Mall, um, when it used to be a theater there. And uh, he stiffed me the, the tax on the juji fruits that he bought. <laughs> he was hurrying to get into Mr. and Mrs. Bridge or something we were showing at the, and he's like, you got a box of juji fruits? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there you go. And it was like a buck seven whatever tax was at the time and he threw me like a buck and continued on I'm like eh, it was like buck seven you're also your your mother had a lot of dealings with, with yeah my mom clients. well my mom moved to <clears throat> my mom moved to LA I'm gonna say in like 53 or 54 or something like that so and she worked for um, wait a minute that was the year of the Black Dahlia murders I think that was like forty-seven. Or something. I know. I, just, I always want to. Yeah, turn, yeah, yeah. I always want to turn turn things that doesn't mean something sinister. Dinner, theater, murders. <laughs> right. right. Uh, no, but but she worked for um, she worked for one of the guys that was one of the big composers uh, for like everything. Like you ran an orchestra um, and and did music for everybody. Um, so she like ran into all kinds of celebrity type people in the heyday of. Hollywood celebrity kind of, you know. But uh, I, she can tell those stories. I want to tell those stories for her. So, so like I've been asking so for the last three years, when are we having her on the show? <laughs> We're on the show whenever. I mean, whatever. It's, it's, it's going to be horrible for me. So yeah. you just We can just have her sub in if you... Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, but, but, she, but she's got... I mean, I think I get my attitude towards celebrity from her. 
um, which is either I think I know the people. <laughs> I think I know I the people. High school with you. Yeah, right, or, or something, and then I realize, oh no, you're really famous, um, or I don't care. You know, it's just like you're going about your business. If I have a chance to interact with you for a legitimate reason, I will be polite. I, you know, if it's somebody that I really dig or I'm at a, an event where you're, you know, like a Q&A or something, I'll absolutely talk to people. But if otherwise, I just don't really give a flying fuck mostly. Um, you know, that um, autograph seeking is just like the most. Yeah, that's weird to me. The best. I don't really want anyone's signature unless it's under check. What better way to prove that you saw Leslie Nielsen in a fucking airport than getting <laughs> right. to sign your... The late, the yeah, late great airport. People are so inclined to disbelieve who right, I saw right. across the credit. No way. Well, I literally... <laughs> I, 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 I have two autographs. One is Bobcat Goldthwaite's and the other is Jimmy Kimmel's. Did I tell that story? Yeah. Okay. okay all right. I have sought... Well, a couple autographs in my life. Um, one was um, Tom Gugliotta, just because I'm a huge long one posting council yeah. fan. So when I saw Tom Gugliotta in a mall in Phoenix, I was like, can I get your autograph? I, no, I really don't care who you are, but I just think it's <laughs> fucking there's Tom Gugliotta. We, we then, have, we'd have like no time to describe the awesomeness of Longmont Potion Castle if you don't know, so just Google just it. get it. <laughs> um, and then the other autograph that I have is um, when Rob Halford was doing an in-store at a record store up the street from the record store I worked in. The guy that, one of the guys that worked there, uh, Mike D, was like, oh God, it's fucking horrible. You've got to see it. <laughs> And I knew I knew Rob Halford was a huge Pansy Division fan, and so I got and I knew someone had traded in their first single, so I just pulled it out of the bin, just, you know, gave it, and just cut to the front of the line, threw it on the table in front of Rob Halford. I was like, "Hey, I know you're a fan of this, of this band," so and I figured you wouldn't have this, and he instantly lit, his face lit up. I was like, "Oh, great, thank you!" And then I opened up a gatefold thriller copy of Michael Jackson's Thriller and asked him to autograph it. And he just, he was <coughs> such a great sport. He just he just started laughing. He's like, of course. And Why signed, wouldn't I sign this? Signed a, uh, he wrote, hey, don't go there in a word bubble coming out of the little tiger cub's mouth that's looking at Michael Jackson's junk. Um, and then signed it. So I did not know Halford was a Pansy Division fan. Yeah. I just saw them a few weeks ago at the Eagle did I, I they might have referred to this last week. So twice now I've gone to this leather bar to see Pansy to see and enjoy Pansy Division. Um, I go for the articles. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. My leather yeah. bar is favorite. Yeah, favorite uh, leather bar. Uh, uh, favorite leather bar. Leather, is a good place. There's no pleather bars, right? <laughs> Ugh, can you imagine? That would be fucking horrible. <laughs> I think there's one in Kansas City. Naga <laughs> Hyde Bar. I was, uh, was going to say I have Deion Sanders autograph, but I didn't ask for it. I just got it. Like, I met him. He played for, uh, when he played baseball, he was in the Yankees organization, and he got sent to the minors, which was in Columbus, the Columbus Clippers. And so, like, we went down, like, by the field, and uh, I happened to have a program, and we were like, Dion, and he like came over, and he was like, hey guys, hey, you want me to sign that? And I was like, uh, I guess. Well, <laughs> sure, I had nothing else better to do. Yeah, but if you were into that thing, and so I like gave it to him, <laughs> he just signed it, and I was like, that's cool, I guess. Do you have a pen? Kind of ruined my program. <laughs> Do you have a penmanship sure. test later or something? Now, practice. Now, when I need to look back on this twenty years from now and recall the shortstop's name, I'm. 
there's a the band this band the makers has a funny story about when they were in on an off day they were in Tijuana drinking and, the, and there was some guy who they just couldn't place it was like something peculiar about him they couldn't figure it out and then after an afternoon of getting wasted and, and sort of trying to figure out where maybe this guy was familiar from it was Robert Plant who walked up with a, <laughs> with an, with a glossy autographed it in front of them as if to say you know like fine and just put it down and walked away and they were just so they were so confused by it and then he was out of sight by the time they had all gotten like Burr? the collective like you know aggravation to like hunt him down and stomp him to death <laughs> so they spent the rest of the day searching Tijuana for Robert Plant to beat him up <laughs> and couldn't find him uh, I will tell this is my mom my mom's story but uh, the uh Jay Leno pre Tonight Show. Jay Leno. I mean, I think he'd maybe done sub. Was it was it uh, post that movie he did with Pat Morita? Um, yeah, well, it was a cop movie. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was um, a very horrible cop yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, most are though. In, in his defense, that wasn't was particularly egregious. But most buddy cop movies are are shite. But um, uh, I may, it may have been post that. He was, I'm sure he'd subbed on the Tonight Show. Yeah, but. Um, uh, he was playing like the Imperial Palace or something in Vegas, and my mom was walking in to go to the sports book or something, and he was like checking in or checking out at the the front desk, and these two ladies sort of recognized him, and he was he was the guy that was like, yeah, hey, no, you can have my autograph here, I'll like, I'll find a pen, and like my mom almost got caught up in the, uh, you know, Jay Leno foisting his autograph off on people. Yeah, it's the whirlwind that is that thing. I wonder if he still does that. Uh, that's all he's gonna have time to do soon. Right. Or so they say. Yeah. And 75 oil changes. <laughs> I nearly saw Jay Leno at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. My magician roommate was performing there, and I tagged along with him to see his show and just hang out because there was free dinner included. And I sure. was like, sure, I'll go I'll on to Hermosa Beach for free dinner. It's the only thing that'll get me to Joe's Hermosa Beach. performing there again this month, isn't he? I'm sure he is. He's at the Magic Castle uh, yeah. April 1st through 7th, um, and right now he's in Korea. But uh, North or South? I believe South. Okay. But if he doesn't come back, then we'll know. (laughs) Uh, If you make the North disappear, that would be a great. Yeah, (laughs) that would be the best. Or if he could pull like a a banquet out of a top hat. Yes. He may never come back. Oh, good. Uh, So I tagged along with him to the show, and Leno was supposed to be the. Headliner, and I was actually a little bit curious to know because young Jay Leno, like I've seen Leno on uh, like Johnny Carson and stuff, and um, pretty original and funny, and I would say a smidgen less so now on his own show. But you think that that's that's a criticism I haven't heard of his comedy. But I was really curious to see if maybe when he didn't have a massive television audience, like when he was in a smallish room at a normal club, if maybe he would pull out something different. Like his cock. Yeah, like his cock. Wait, um, what? <laughs> or, you know, anyway, I was curious uh, to see if, if he had anything else uh, in mind for uh, his, his small venue show. But his openers took so long there were like three of them and they each took so much time that Joel and I had had appetizer dinner dessert we weren't really excited about his openers because they were in the same vein of his television show so we're like you know you know what we'll just go I don't even remember um oh I remember bad comedy boy boy 
Yeah, I tried. I tried to put it out of my mind. Uh, one of them, though, who uh, it's probably better if I just don't out all sure, the comics sure. I don't like. Well, you know, we can talk about this off air. But uh, but anyway, one of them who's a reasonably famous comic, uh, and I'm sure his name will come to me, and I'll tell you later. But uh, really spent a good forty minutes basically showing off his knowledge of different states' uh, school mascots and colors. He was like doing crowd work. Oh, for fuck's sake! I hate that's the worst minutes, fucking thing. And it in the was world. just to like, hey, where are you from? Oh, you're from, and I don't have the same knowledge. At University of Wisconsin. Like, 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 oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'm from, uh, you know, Washington. I went to UPS. They'd be like, oh yeah, the loggers. I love the loggers. Uh, maroon and white. Those are great colors. Those are great colors for loggers from the University of Puget Sound. They oh. never won anything in football because you're a private liberal arts university. And then you basically went around the room and. Did that, so we're like, you know, I would have, I would have gone up there and kicked him in the throat. <clears throat> well, we thought about that, but seeing as it was Joel's gig, I didn't want to cause any additional discord. I didn't mind getting kicked out, but uh, we just hopped in the car and drove back to North Hollywood. Did, did anyone stump him? No, that's what I would have tried. I would have been <laughs> like, I'm from uh, Stetson University. Yeah, I would have said something international. Yeah, or some like uh, from University of Phoenix. <laughs> Like a made-up university. Alan Smith University. Uh, Yeah, no one did. So it was more of like a a trivia show than a comedy show. It really should have been, you know, the... uh, It seems like somebody lost his notebook notebook of jokes. It was like on the drive there. Yeah, or it's, yeah. Or lost a bet. Hmm? I lost a bet. That could be as well. I bet you won't go up there. Five bucks. You won't go up there. in the audience, and that's his whole set. I think the only just the only real excusable audience work is just getting audience members to do pretty uncomfortable things with each other. Like you don't really care what their fucking name is. You don't still have a joke. With 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 other audience members. Right, right. Uh, like I once at a show had made made two couple two couples men and a couple women swap out. <laughs> Oh, that's like that wasn't going to happen later in the night after a few wines. I just wanted to get it started. I know. Big swap out. I don't know what you Well, there were two guys at a table and two girls at a table. Yeah. So I had asked, I had tactfully seats. asked them if, if they were with the gender of their press preference, both of whom said no. I'm like, okay, well, you, man, go over to girl table. You, other girl, they're giving up your seat. Go to guy table. Mm-hmm. Introduce yourselves. And so, so a lot of my set was just prompting them to like divulge uncomfortable things about each other, and, and uh, it was wonderfully awkward, <laughs> and to me very funny, which I think is why you should go do stand up is yeah. to amuse yourself. <laughs> I had a, a really interesting experience with the Pajama Men, uh, who, if you ever get a chance to see them, please do. They're really amazing. It's a two-guy sketch group that just plays like a million characters in an hour. And I saw them at Largo. And we were sitting in the front row, myself and uh, a really great friend of mine, Will. And Will and I actually met on OkCupid, but we never had any like real dating chemistry. We are just like, let's be best friends. It'll be great. And we do awesome creative things and go to fun shows together all the time. So we were sitting together in the front row on a platonic date. And uh, in the middle of the show, the pajama men uh, did this bit where there were these two like ladies who lunch, and they were like, "Oh, I took, uh, you know, Hector out to this comedy show last night. A comedy show. Oh, and, and we were in the front row, right? Oh, where are we?" And then they, you know, went down and pointed me out. Oh, look how cute I look in the front row. And I'm an improviser, so I was yeah, sanding them and hamming it up. And uh, 
And then he put his arm around me. He did know. And so Will sort of like uncomfortably put his arm around me. And then, and then we just made out. We just made out right there in the front row. And Will just like looked so shocked. And I just leaned over and kissed him. And I like pecked him on the mouth. And I've never, um, fortunately for the rest of my self-confidence during all of my life, um, I've never had a man so adamantly against me kissing him. Like he did everything short of just being like, Duh! <laughs> and uh, and you know and then they had fun making fun of that for a while but I was like well I guess we will just continue being great friends and uh, and not go to shows where we're going to get called out yeah it sounds like they did the equivalent uh, to you of that guy who called the fast food places up and, and made the the managers strip search their employees which was what? not which was not me <laughs> not Bob <laughs> let's make that <laughs> right, right. clear in case there's any confusion the movie has infuriated me as to what that happened I didn't I, I, I don't think I can watch the movie I mean I knew the about the real life case and that was horrifying enough yeah well they didn't change any of it it's just <laughs> they just dramatized the Yahoo News story yeah which kind yeah. of made me mad yeah it's like it should be some other twist or your own take on it I mean I can just read the newspaper and film it yeah yeah <laughs> Who, like which, who, which is not a bad idea. Like, like I was gonna say, buy them sequel. Yeah. Do you want a Do you want a job writing for Law and Order? That's yeah. that's the ripped from today's headlines. Another Mike yeah. post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scene. Mm-hmm. So Columbus, not to change gears. That is a, that is a gear. That's reverse. That's, a, that's, a, that's we're on the freeway. <laughs> Who's your favorite thing about? Why don't you two just kiss? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's open to close with that. Favorite thing about growing up in Columbus? Uh, see, I don't know. You know, it's a it's a small, big city, so it's uh, it's not like it's not overwhelming a lot. It still has a lot of like uh, I can just sit here and relax. It's not like L.A. or New York where there's uh, that energy that can get exhausting at times. Sure. So uh, it has that for it, and um, I don't know. I think generally good people. I think the Midwest is full of uh, affable people. Affable is a good word. Mm-hmm. Affable is yeah. a really good word. Living in the South, I was not a fan of Southern people. Really? Very, yeah, very rude. Very rude and very... Really? Very, uh... I'm trying to think of the word. Um, does anybody hear Southern, by the way? Well, Southern I have, I have relatives in yeah. Texas. Does that count? My wife's from No, me. Texas yeah. to me is different. Texas is its own fucking... <laughs> Texas is its own <laughs> thing. It's literally. Its own yeah. Which is why I like Texas. Texas. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I, the times I've been in Texas... Uh, when I was driving down the street and noticed every house in the yard had a Texas flag. Yeah. <laughs> so that was interesting. It was like, you know. And it's not like Texas Independence Day or something. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, that's not, just how just they a, are. Just a Wednesday. It's yep. just like every Canadian out of the country has a Canadian flag. They do, right? Yeah. The one time I went to Canada. As soon as you walk across the border, they can't do Yeah, and we drove, we drove uh, as soon as we got into Windsor, Canada, which is across from Detroit. Detroit. Uh, there, there was a McDonald's, and in the in the middle of the arches was a little Canadian flag. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, they forget is the like, problem. It, well, I was like, it's not yours. It's not our, <laughs> our fast food joint. Well, it, it is. It is a Scottish name. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot. Of and McDonald's. it's also, I think, the way that they can go to Europe and not have some like German crust punk be like, "Oh, you fucking Americans with all your guns and your football where you use your hands." He's like, fuck, fuck off. I'm not from there. <laughs> from close to there. But yeah, I would say Southern people were very uh, just self-involved, just, uh, which struck me odd. But 
you know, like. Do you a, feel that that's a, a, a pan Southern experience, or just just a a, a swamp people uh, Louisiana mm-hmm. experience? Because I feel like 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 New Orleans is is well, New Orleans is different too. Trademark for its like fucked up corruption. Yeah, like right. you know, you heard these these insane stories. You know, cops making eight dollars an hour that were like allowed to. Yeah, they steal people's property and sell it at auctions. Yeah, yeah, but there's still, there's still like it's pretty, especially when you get out to the suburbs of New Orleans, it was really bad. There's just uh, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. They're all the bars, like <laughs> bars. You know what I mean? Like they're all like douchebag bars, right. and uh, yeah, I didn't, I really didn't enjoy it down there. Yeah, there's something about drinking. I mean, in a way. Yeah, I think if, if I was if I was starting a city, I, I don't I don't think I would pass the ordinance of 24 hour bars. Like, yeah, hey, Orleans, there's parts of New Orleans that are like they're like the outdoor music festival without yeah. the music. Yeah, well they do. Like seven thousand, oh, yeah. like yeah. The guys that, without a shirt and that shit white music nipple. that plays like constantly, constantly that Fuck drive it. you crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I think that's part of the problem. I mean, honestly, honestly, it's a city. You know, it, this that you go once a year. I, no, well, the show that I do annually. That's one of the venues that they go to. Okay, got it's it. Got like it. it's either Vegas, Orlando, New Orleans, mm-hmm. or uh, Houston occasionally. Yeah. Um, uh, but th- the last time we were we were in New Orleans. Which show do you mean? Oh, oh, um, uh, it's a tobacco trade show, a cigar trade show. Mm-hmm. Um, a buddy of mine has a cigar label, and I help out with that yearly. But um, you can plug the name. Oh, Tatawa Hay Cigars. But whatever. Um, yeah, and they're awesome. So if you smoke cigars, smoke Tatawa Hay Cigars. Um, but but uh, we did back-to-back New Orleans shows. Mm-hmm. And the second trip was, I, I just, at, at the middle, we, like, we went, we went down to the quarter, and we were walking along, and I just realized, okay, I get New Orleans now. This place was so fucking horrible when it was founded. It's at the, it's at the delta end of a fucking swamp. With yellow fever and fucking horrible shit going on, no wonder they were always drunk and horrible. <laughs> you know, it's like the whole time. It's like you had to stay probably, you know, smack to the gills most of the time just to live in this fucking place. You know, it's like I totally get this, but it's sort of like I love Vice. I am a fan of Vice. I I, I call Vegas my one of my two hometowns. Um, it made me hate Vice. New Orleans made me hate Vice. <laughs> Because it's it's like it's it's like I don't know how Branson is, but it's like Vegas meets Branson in my mind. It's sort of like you you're doing Vice, but I just it's it's sordid. It's extra sordid and horrible, and it's just like. Well, you grow you grow accustomed to it. I mean, when I moved there, I remember discovering drive through daiquiri shops, and uh, when I first moved there, I was like, "That's really weird. That's a weird." And then like cue. Cut to uh, three years later. You just every every day after work, just got to get that daiquiri. <laughs> like I'm a drunk Kathy. <laughs> what a hard day. Eek. <laughs> and and uh, they they would. The thing I like about New Orleans is that they they know what they're doing is wrong, like the way that they live. But their their laws are such a sham. Like so, with the drive through daiquiris, you could you could drive you could be the driver. Order one, but and and have it in your car, but it's not considered an open container until you put the straw in. Oh, so the geniuses of New Orleans, the the people would order when they would get the daiquiri, and I and I have to put myself in this class. 
Uh, would ask for two straws. So you would have just one, you know, in the cup drinking and one on your car. And then if, if a cop pulled you over, you just take that one out and say, no, I have my straw right here. <laughs> Thank you, officer. See you later. Crash into wall. <laughs> you know, th- this must be why New Orleans cops are just fucked in the head. This must be why, because they know it. They must know it. They must absolutely in their bones know that you're fucking them over. Well, I mean, the city's also kind of divided into two things, which is you're, you're rounding up drunks. Right. Or you're going, or you won't go to the Ninth Ward because it's a war zone. I mean, they literally would just not answer calls down there. Right. Um, so, you know, sometimes you just get tired of the, the old two-straw trick. <laughs> like, ah, I'm not freaking in for that. And they ordered half a daiquiri. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> and the, the other thing about the South... That you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to harp on them, but it, I mean, it's factually true, which is that the education system is just you know, all five of those most southern states are the bottom of uh, the education rankings. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was working in a bar as a bartender, I remember when Deep Throat got revealed, the guy who, right. who ran it out Nixon and, the, and them. Uh, you know, I was kind of watching it on the TV, and I was kind of amazed by this. I was like, this is pretty big news. I mean, people wanted to know who this guy was for 30-odd years. Books of, entire books have been yeah. written speculating on his identity. And we finally knew who he was. And uh, these waitresses were around me. And they are kind of like looking at, uh, you know, the TV the way, you know, your dog would look at us talking right now. You know, just kind of like <laughs> not really getting it. And I was like, I was like, girls, I mean, this is like a pretty big thing. Don't you know who Deep Throat is and one of them fucking looked at me and was like no but I know how to give Deep Throat and they all high fived and I was like I gotta move out of here this is the states not for me and you're like and that's the woman I married yeah, yeah she's great she God does. bless the little woman she was, she was right she did know how to give Deep Throat she I'll read the book. In, in as much as in as much as that she became a confidential informant that took down the Nixon. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Because that would be awesome if you high fived over that, and then it was like, yeah, I know how to do that. I know how to, <laughs> how to work with Woodward and Bernstein and, and yeah. uh, bring down the Nixon administration. Now, after all of this uh, nonsense, why did you stay there? You said you were there for five years, right? Yeah, well, I really like drinking and drugs. <laughs> yeah, <it> was, okay. <laughs> The girls know how to give, give for that. A lot of give, they give deep throat there. In yeah, South, yeah, so. and, yeah. Um, when did you figure out that you could do both drinking and drugs in nearly any state? Uh, well, I mean, that place, is, it's a little special. It just has everything. It's it's like a, a little fairy giving you drugs. And, uh, I was there just visiting, though. I guess you have to be a resident to get your own drug. Fairy. It's a lot yeah, yeah. less work there. Yeah. <laughs> like, open a window. <laughs> I mean, I, I lived in an area of New Orleans called Fat City, which um, has its own weird history of... It, it had the same uh, ordinances that the French Quarter had in, like, the late 30s to early 40s. They wanted to build it up as a, a locals-only French Quarter. But then World War II happened, and all most of the men in the city left to go fight the war. So they, the city, that little area kind of collapsed. Right. They had nobody there. But they kept all of the, the same laws. So in my neighborhood, there was like, uh, and, and we're talking like the size of Atwater Village. Yeah. I think five 24-hour bars and two rival strip clubs. <laughs> and uh, I, I burned through all that. I used to have a, in my apartment a walk-in closet that had a, like a ledge on each side. 
and I just had it was like little Scarface. I just had <laughs> stacks of cash, and I would get off work and nothing closes. So I get off work at like two in the morning, just go home, change clothes, grab a stack of cash, and just go have a good time on Uncle Mike. <laughs> how do you how do you feel these days about being? I would imagine relatively way more settled down. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't drink anymore. I don't. Yeah, I don't do anything. It's much more. Uh, now I'm like Columbus. I'm just like a lot more mellow. It's nice. It's nice to not be up at uh, seven in the morning. Me, Columbus, the explorer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good. I just hunt Indians now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Raping and pillaging and just yeah. Trying to find a place you'll probably never reach. It's just about more progress, really. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting more work done. Speaking well, of, of, of work, so what other projects do you have that you're working on? You said you were uh, at Dickheads, which is the, the comedy group and, and does the videos, um, that that's kind of on the back burner right now. Hugs and Disses just kind of started back up again. Yeah, and I think we're, with Hugs and Disses, we're, we're planning on um, starting a web series where we take some of the stories that we've talked about on the show mm-hmm. and fiction, like, just shooting them. Yeah. Like, like a web series. So we're kind of excited about that. Um, you, you mentioned you were on OkCupid. I was on OkCupid also. Yay, we should endorse one another. We, we should, <laughs> I'm no longer on OkCupid. Uh, you seem like you I might have been the only sane woman I could have possibly met on... <laughs> well, you don't know Libby very well. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say. Uh, let's, see, let's see if this is a typical date for you. I picked up a girl... Uh, she didn't want to go anywhere. She just wanted to uh, drink wine. So I had, to, I had to pick her up at Culver City to drive her back to Echo Park. For for those in, outside of LA, that's um, that's really far. That's far. <laughs> that's 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 like Hannibal crossing the Alps, depending on the. Yeah, I mean, I thought we were gonna hang out in Culver City. I've never hung out there, and she was like, "Let's just go to your house." I was like, "What the fuck?" And so I was like, I drove. I had to drive all the way back. Uh, we picked up some wine. I had to talk her, talk her out of opening my roommate's wine. <laughs> she just thought that that was community wine. Um, and then, you know, we had nothing to talk about. Uh, I had I had a Playboy under, like, on a coffee table. I thought you were going to say it was under your mattress. <laughs> no, she's, like, all she's, rifling she's, through no. your shit. She's like, you know what, if it's under here. Yeah, I would have, <laughs> that would have been a much better date. Uh, <laughs> she was looking at the Playboy... And then just mentioned, uh, I was in a porno once. <laughs> I was like, okay, interesting. And uh, her porno experience was um, her friend convinced her to, uh, I don't know if this is a clean show or not. Yeah, no, go ahead. I said the F word. Uh, yeah. For no good reason. We've got a caller, so we might as well go. <laughs> Jizz caller. Her, her friend convinced her to just suck some random guy's dick and then videotaped it and to my surprise she regretted that she was like I wish I didn't do that I was like yeah probably that might be something because <laughs> he put it on RedTube um, why so, didn't you know that was a thing yeah RedTube uh, it's a, I didn't either my guess is neither did I it's a YouTube yeah. but for yeah, yeah. Um, for yeah, not yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so confused. All right. Yeah, a lot of mal fetish porn. Uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of Vietnamese guys giving <laughs> tips on more effective collective oh, farming. Ma- Maoist porn would be the worst porn in the world. Yeah. For the glory of the collective! Um, yeah, to, or the, the peasants. The glory Stalin, hole of the collective. The glory hole of the collective. Stalin-led Bolshevik gangbang. I would rather see a Stalin-led Bolshevik gangbang than a Maoist. 
Um, so we'll find that on the internet. So, yeah. Sorry, but we digress. Okay, we, we spent well, we spent like an hour looking for it. She wanted to make sure it was not still up there. Oh, had, not because she wanted to show you. No, no, no. She it was it was to. cautionary. She wanted to make sure. Oh, well, it's a yeah. good thing that you were there for that. And then it was uh, a cautionary tale, which is also the name of a porno, <laughs> but T A I L. Yes. One. Uh, and then at ten o'clock, uh, she she asked to borrow my laptop. And it was time for her uh, webcam show. And, oh. and for an hour, I watched her cock tease just like 3,000 viewers. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I might that was the less. first. She didn't have you as a guest? <laughs> and also cock tease? No, 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 no. I just sat and watched her. And that was the first OkCupid okay experience I had. Well, that's unfortunate. How, wait, how was your second date, though? Uh, With her. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the woman I married. Yeah. Um, so if you picked a baby, yeah, 10 p.m. on the on the internet, we were talking about earlier. Communist informant with a website. Yeah. The music in this episode is the song "Fuck the Labor Pool" by Young Pioneers from their Lookout Records seven-inch "On Trial." Uh, I wanted before we have to wrap this up. I wanted to ask you about improv. Sure. Because I hear it's a thing you do, and I want to know That's where true. I can see you do that thing. Uh, <laughs> I do improv a lot at Improv Olympic okay. in Hollywood. Hooray! Yeah? Yeah, I'm there all the time. Okay, cool. Um, and, and you are between... Greek. I'm Greek, yeah. Okay. Just so, noticing a theme there. Yeah. Oh, Olympic. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm with it. I'm with Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah I, I used to be on a team called Team Pregnancy. With uh, my friends uh, Matt Jones and some other people. Yeah, uh, yeah we, were, we had a good was run there. An IO House team, or is it just a team that you were playing there? It was just a team we were playing there. Yeah, a lot, a lot of those guys were on house teams. Stuff. That's yeah. it. Matt Jones for Breaking Bad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. plays Badgers, which is the great uh, comic relief of the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was. You mean Mike, His right? name is always like floating around in my head, but then I forget until I see his face because he was at UCB on a house team for a while. Right. Also, right. um, UCB is where Gene and I met. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, haven't, I haven't been performing there in a while, but you know, hopefully that'll change. We've yeah. Been probably in like a year. Uh, I would like to advocate that you come drop in with me sometime at Second City and then we can play together. Let's do it. Yeah. That sounds like fun. All right. That's decided. Boom. Done. Done. I, met, I also met Gene at UCB, but it was in a line outside. Was, oh. Which no, well, we met on a special thing. On Craigslist? On OKCupid. Okay on OKCupid. Okay on OKCupid. Okay it's yeah. a horrible date. But we're friends now. <laughs> but you're yeah. best friends now, right? That's right. So, so good for that. Best. What, what yeah. Uh, Better. Yeah. Okay. All right. UCB. And then um, I think we both graduated the program, right? Well, what do they consider graduated? I don't know. They give you a certificate that says you graduated. Do they? Do they do that now? Yeah. Well, they told me they were going to, and then they kept never actually handing it to me. But if you call them and ask if I graduated, oh, really? they say yes. And I just uh, got an email last week. I graduated in 2011. I got an email last week saying... Um, we printed up that graduation certificate you asked for, so now you can swing by the box office and get it, which I may or may not do. Maybe just next time I'm there for a show. I mean, I can't. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I, I honestly, honestly, I had no idea that I had to apply for matriculation from the Upright uh, Citizens Brigade yeah, Theater. Apparently. I had the least amount of steps possible that they decide to take, which is 
You graduated. We'll give you a certificate, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can I have that certificate? Well, uh, all right. We're still kind of thinking about it if it exists. We'll go get ink for the cartridge. Right now, we're just talking. <laughs> okay, about we it. printed it up. Come pick it up. Like, can, yeah. I can't well, well, they offered <laughs> to mail it, and then okay. I said, sure, mail it. And then they never did. And then, like, a year later, they sent me this email. Saying, well, Why improv- don't you improvisers come get it? are the laziest people. <laughs> and also, a lot of them are stoked. You know, they're making it up as they go. I know. We're just too lazy to learn lines. It looks like just improvise the fucking degree. Yeah. That's right. right. Because it would always end up with anal rape jokes. And I'm actually, uh, what were you going to say? I'm actually in the Second City Conservatory right now. And I'll take this opportunity to plug shows on April 7th and April 21st, which are both Sundays. And I think both shows are at 530. But uh, stay posted on our website and we'll advertise them, I hope. I'm winking at Brody. It's really awkward to have Olivia wink at you that close. <laughs> Not yeah, across a room. Hooray! <laughs> and, Gene, you were saying? No, I was just going to say, I think the printer's over at Matt Besser's house. That's the problem. Oh, that's... So it's like, he's got to get the network set up. And it's just never had. Yeah. Toner. Well, he's, got those, he's got those, he's got those, uh, those things that you refill the ink with. The little syringes. Yeah. <laughs> but you never use those. You buy those, never use them. Not As seen on TV. Gene. Ink cartridges are expensive. Have you anything to plug? Have I anything to plug? I know, but I'll probably, assuming I don't get hit by a truck or something, be at that uh, that storytelling show. Yes. Oh, that would be wonderful. Storytelling. Yeah. Cool. Uh, no, I, I'm barely alive. I'm hanging clinging to life with little finger things, the ends of my fingers. Yes. Those nails that I have. <laughs> well, you have them right now, but if any illness continues to set in, you'll lose Right, right. Too. No, no, I, I frankly, I'm just happy to be alive. And so are we happy. To be alive or happy that I'm alive? You too, I guess. Yeah. I also have finger I'm just things. Happy. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. I too have finger things. Finger things? Yeah. Um, and Bob, uh, so I guess on uh, Thursday, March 28th. Eighth. At six. Yeah, it's going to start getting six fun at six. Yeah. It's going to get funner at seven, seven thirty. I still think eight o'clock is still going to be, be the best show. It's going to Fashionably late is all right. Bring, bring your cape from that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. Anything else we have to look forward to? Uh, no, I think we covered everything. Inevitable heat death of the universe. So we'll find you online at, uh, you're at twitter.com slash Mike, I'm going to spell it for everybody. Yeah. P-O-S-T-A-L-A-K-I-S. Yeah. Um, also at thedickheads.com, spell it like it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh. D-I-Q. Is that plural or singular? Is it one dickhead or many dickheads? It's plural. It's, All right. Yeah. The dickheads. It's a three-headed monster. Okay. Eat pluribus dickhead out of many dickheads. And then what, what's the best way to tune in to, uh, to, to find out about Hugs and Disses podcast? Obviously, people can look for it on iTunes. Um, yeah, just hugsanddisses.net. Okay. It's going to be .com soon. We, we talked about this today. .net is janky, right? <laughs> Why did you? could you not get .com? At the moment, at that time, we couldn't. Oh, yeah. I would have picked, different, picked a different name, man. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Can't get the .com net and org and be done with it, mm-hmm. but don't. I, I think the worst is when you pick up like I have to pick up the WS like GoDaddy or whatever. It's like, oh, you better pick these obscure like I want the TV Tuvalu. Someone's gonna snake it from you. Like, yeah, let's set up. Someone's gonna make a mint faking out shakytownradio.com for shakytownradio.tv. Mm-hmm. Well, now they are. They <laughs> the idea. Yeah, I know, asshole. right? I gotta get home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's kind of janky. Mm. I don't blame you, but 
Yeah, it's funny how there's that. I judge that, you. That uh, <laughs> that impression, like if something's .org, I'm like, ooh, classy. Yeah, <laughs> probably gonna have doilies on the website. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if it's a net, I'm like, oh, fuck off, Algerians. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so visit the Algerian podcast uh, (laughs) hugsanddisses.net we need to figure out how to get shakytownradio.edu yes well if UCB can get where people can get a diploma right right print out for you two years later and you can swing by uh, shakytown studio A, B, or C and pick it up and and what do people have to look forward to on the next hugs and disses episode just a lot of arguing (laughs) it's a very contentious podcast uh we, we argued today about... Brian had, had, had told me that he was a competitive eater when he was younger, <laughs> which I took as he went to contests and went against other competitive eaters. And he showed me a photo, which we'll post on the website, of him uh, throwing up after eating 28 riblets. And But when I examined the photo, I was like, wait, this is at night. This looks like someone's backyard or something. Like, this doesn't look like a... You don't have, like, a sash or a number on you. Right. And he was like, no, I was at an Applebee's. It was me and my friends. <laughs> and I was like, that's not competitive eating. Yeah, that's... Like, what... I, I was picturing, like, you in the fridge and uh, Refrigerator Perry and Koshiyaki. Yeah, yeah. 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 And no, he was just like, no, me and my friends would challenge each other. That's... I was like, I was like no, yeah. you guys were just horrible eaters <laughs> or just bad friends that's yeah. like that's like that's like me handing you a baseball and, I, and and we playing catch and you give me a dollar and I give you a dollar and we can say we're professional baseball players right right yeah that's that's no yeah, yeah. so oh, so that. it's essentially it's, right. it's me calling him a liar for a good half hour so <laughs> well you're in the right so yeah. you guys during your, so. your podcast like the way Shaky Town Radio does as well we all keep our six shooters on the table like a Wild West poker game in case the, the level of uh, Discord becomes. Oh yeah, I mean, well, as uh, anybody who does comedy, I, I just keep, especially with Brian, I got a, a back pocket full of things I've been waiting to bring up. <laughs> so the minute he says anything, I'm like, oh yeah, do you remember two years ago when you? Yeah. <laughs> just, I love rehashing old shit. <laughs> Seems to be the best part. But uh, yeah, it's a fun show. It's a good yeah, time. Absolutely, I love it, and, uh, and we're also very we're so, honest, we're so honest. close. Yes, we're very honest. <laughs> I, I can't I can't help it. I mean I just uh, incriminated myself on your show. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you can hear us. Well what's the, what's the statute of limitations? On Hold on. What's the statute of limitations? I think you're probably alright. In I'm Louisiana. Probably okay. I mean also in the Under the Code Napoleon. It was the the restaurant went under as well, so Oh you're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can, uh, yeah, hear us all incriminate. You'll definitely hear me incriminate myself as having bad judgment on this Thursday night when I tell a story what? about the yeah. early days of the internet. Did your restaurant go under due to a deficit of exactly $25? The forensic accountant was, was like, if we could only find this twenty five grand, they're just <laughs> trying to trace it. You know, it a, saved the whole franchise. We have to cut quick, puppies out of the menu. A quick uh, postscript to that uh, story was, they fired me. The two, the two. Yeah. There was like these two real douchebag friends who uh, ran the restaurant. And I was smart enough to when we got this huge argument in the restaurant. I, I was walking away. My shift was over, and they followed me outside. And they were like, "You know what? Don't fucking come back anymore." And they both kind of like a smirk about them, like you know they were getting one up on me. And in my head, I was like, "I just fucking say it. Just say it." Tell them what you mm. get. <laughs> I really did. I was, but I, you know, I just kind of was like, all right, guys, I'll see you later. Enjoy that close time. <laughs> it's coming. And it did. The end. Um, 
so yes, go check out Mike's podcast and the comedy group and Mike on Twitter. And come check us all out at the storytelling event. Mike, thanks again for coming. Yeah, thanks in. a lot. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. We're neighbors, so let's all yes. come over anytime. You got it. We'll, uh, we'll have you guys on Hugs and Disses. Perfect. Very cool. We Thank can you so argue. much. We'll definitely take, that up, take you up on that. We'll just Brody, man. Brody will say something dumb, and then I'll have to take him to task about it. Fucking oh, Jesus. Yeah, you, you, you did really well. Right? You did really well yeah, today, yeah, yeah. Brody. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the civility we model here will become unraveled <laughs> quickly. <laughs> I think Lord of the Flies-esque. Oh, I look forward to that. <laughs> Probably start fighting in the car. We're going to warm up. So until I'm the piggy, I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. I'm Gene George. I'm Libby Ward. And I'm Bob Schreiner. And I'm Mike Postalakis. And Mike Post, I'm still getting the name before I go by. Uh, what's my own Cupid name? Oh, Big Taco. Uh, Good Christ, I, really? An yeah. alias? <laughs> Hold on a second, time out. Wait a minute, I'm calling an audible on this one. We're, we're, yeah. no. Okay, oh, we got, we got it. Did you do aliases on OkCupid? Okay, no, you have, you have names, right? Yeah. And they do a weird thing where it's taco is involved, right? Is taco involved? I think there's like recommendations. If you, if you can't you. think of a name, oh. they, <laughs> or if your name's taken, like if you were like, I want to be the first yeah. guy that's like stud, uh, stud delicious. And Stutalicious yeah. is like, taken. Oh, they'll say, sorry, well, how about Stutalicious taco? taco. <laughs> right. Yeah, for some reason, taco is a word, so I guess. Yeah, so like, try this. What? Try this instead. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we, no, I, you know, this, this, this warrants a follow-up episode solely for the fact that it's a dating site, and you're putting an alias in. <laughs> for Big Taco and the rest of the Shaky Town team, good night, everybody. <laughs>